And not only that, but the entire cast of Dead or Alive has gone to do a podcast. What the hell? And we can't have so many underground podcasting leagues. It's just the industry can't support it. This is the Loading Run.com podcast for August 7th, 2010. And the video was a video game fighting tournament. Yes, which possibly not the most creative title. No, but it was descriptive. <laughs> descriptive. The, the working title was UFL. Mm. Uh, which, yeah, probably for the best not just have it like a series of letters. Yeah. And uh, I, it's, <laughs> the uh, the Dead or Alive comment is uh, related to the fact that, of course, everyone uh who had their personal favorite fighting game series that wasn't mentioned uh, felt the need to bring it up, such as Guilty Gear and Blaz Blue and various things. Uh, I will grant you that Dead or Alive was was an omission that probably should not have been, but uh, we I was trying to keep it within the sort of underground street fighting. Yeah, which instead of just crazy anime characters for no reason. Yeah, which it's <laughs> my defense, which I which I gave. Uh, which I gave the other day is that I I had forgotten Dead or Alive was a fighting game series, yes. which, which is it's understandable. Yeah, I, like it's it's gotten a little a little silly. Well, somebody actually in the I think in the Escapist story was saying that like uh, uh, you could interpret you could interpret it. It would actually work quite well because it's like all the all the women are off playing beach playing, volleyball, playing volleyball, and so the guys need something to do so they can be in this other mm. this this uh, UFL. That's true. Actually, that'd be good. Yeah. But uh, there was, uh, I mean, it, obviously there was a lot of references. I guess I did uh, dig pretty deep for the uh, for the reference to Ergez. Even though he wasn't mentioned just on the poster, it's uh, Guile versus Mishima now, Godhand. Did, did the, was the or reference... Or Godhand Mishima. Was the reference to War Gods actually in the video anywhere? Like, was it, was it, yeah, was, was it on the lineup? On the there's, a, there's a brief shot of the lineup of the whole card for the event, and it did have the, uh, the poster that the... The poster that we'd marked as optional that we were going to do if we had time, which was Blue Suede Goo from Clay Fighter versus yes. versus Exor from War Gods, which is a terrible game. Yeah, I I think uh, I think in, especially in this case, the the law of conservation of humor definitely applies. Mm-hmm. the The more obscure the games we do, the less people will get it, but the people who do get it will find it very hilarious. Yeah, so. Clay think, Fighter. And and it, and like for the purposes of the video, it doesn't really matter whether you get it or not. Right? Once you sort of know the concept. Yeah. So I I can't remember what the, what the inspiration was, but this was one of the ones where it's like, oh man, have to write this right now, and just like wrote it. And yeah, I think it was basically just it it. I think it stems from the line, you know, like the industry can't sustain this many underground fighting tournaments because it's like seriously, if you like, if you're. I don't know if if you look at video games in, as all being in the same world, which of course they are not. But yeah, it's yeah. like there are so many games that's just like you know some rich crazed billionaire or uh, someone or, or a, a company or a friggin' wizard with a magic sword uh, is organizing these underground fighting tournaments because you have to have some excuse as to why these people are fighting, and it's always the same. Well, it's especially like if you compare it to. Like if you compare those type of games to like the like WWE and like UF, UFC yeah. video games, 
it appears that there's actually more underground fighting tournaments than there are actual fighting tournaments yeah. in the video game world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which starts to wonder whether these things are really that underground, Yeah, if everybody knows about them. Um, I had a lot of fun uh, coming up with the, uh, with the pairings, and I, while we were shooting, we said that while we normally do not engage in who would win in a fight between, that we should, we should say who we think would win. Mm. The various fights. I think I think Nightmare would probably take the main event. Nightmare versus Goro. Yeah, mm. he has a yeah, sword. Goro has four uh, arms. Though. I know he does have four yeah, arms. Amazing reach. Night, yeah, Nightmare. Yeah. All he has to do is turtle and use that same attack to knock the dude over. <laughs> Goro can over shoot fireballs. Oh, he can shoot fireballs. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I, I mentioned this on the Escapist forums, but someone said, "What about um, uh, Shiva from Mortal Kombat?" Yeah, three? the female Goro? two or three. Yeah, yeah the female, female Goro. Yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, a wrestling league would not have a a intergender main event. That's yeah. true. So you wouldn't. And I, I, although apparently there is another person with four arms from the Mortal Kombat universe. But anyway. if this was, uh, oh yeah, Kintaro. Yeah. So I Kintar- isn't he the he, no, he, isn't he the centaur? No, no, he he That's had Mortal four arms. He had like tiger stripes. He was from uh, Mortal Kombat two because yeah, Goro he, was dead. And so he was like a wasn't he, wasn't he like a centaur with tiger stripes on the but there's there was a centaur really I'm pretty sure no. yeah I will check anyway. okay um, uh, reptile versus Huarang uh, I, I don't know who's Huarang He's Huarang f- is the is the guy from Tekken who's really good at kicking yeah mm. uh, Huarang's actually quite a good player I, I would like to see Huarang versus Kim from King of Fighters oh Kentaro totally not a centaur tiger stripes forearms yeah okay. Who, maybe it's Montaro. There, there's a there's a centaur that shows up. That's Kentaro. Okay, there's a centaur that shows up in. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. anyway, I put my money on Boring versus Reptile. I'm not sure. It depends on which version of Reptile is. Yeah, well. Reptile's capabilities has have changed a lot over the years. Yeah, I prefer old school Reptile before he actually became a Reptile. No, but there's like older school Reptile who is just uh, Sub Zero and uh, Scorpion. Scorpion mixed together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like old old school reptile had like scorpions, uh, which seems unfair. Right? Get over here, right? Yeah. I, I believe. Well, I mean, I, I in Mortal Kombat One, I never got saw a reptile code like a play, reptile as a playable character. In fact, I never even saw a reptile. No one ever mm-hmm. executed the cheat in front of me. So, right. Uh, anyway, uh, Guile versus God Hand Mishima. Guile. Guile, probably. Yeah, I mean the guy has a gun for an arm, but Guile can do sonic boom. Sonic boom so. And he's a he's a, a military guy, so he's probably got something. You know, guns are probably not that much of a deal for him. Yeah. Uh, the only other ones. Also, uh, you can't ooh, compete with the flat. This 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 is a good one. Voldo versus Riptor. That'd be mm. a good match. Riptor, I, if I recall, Fatal Killer Instinct. Yeah. Uh, possibly Rip- not a, possibly not an underground fighting tournament, but come on, Riptor. Yeah. If I, if I recall Killer Instinct, Riptor was, like, one of the best guys in yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys, how much Killer Instinct you guys played, but it's it's unfair. Like, My, I think Riptor would win just based on his game's combo system. Ah. Uh, because once you got your combo up to a certain number of hits, like 20 or something like that, it basically was an automatic kill. Ah. Uh, and well, you could only... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the trick here is, yeah, do we, does each guy play by the, the rules of his particular tournament? Yeah. I don't or, know. Yeah. But it's. Uh, I am sorry I didn't work in a Power Stone mm-hmm. character as well. By the way, in retrospect, I remember uh, I, I had um, Killer Instinct for Game Gear, uh, and I remember that came out at the time where there was like a whole series because this is when you know Street Fighter Two was huge and big, 
Uh, and there's the whole series of fighting games that were literally like they had a list of two uh, two like two lists of words, and they're just like, okay, Mortal Kombat, Fatal something, Killer Instinct. They yeah, just, <laughs> they just would combine them together, and so they were very hard to remember which was which. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, doing up the posters was a lot Ooh, of fun. How about? Uh, uh, Oh, Akira versus a ninja. A ninja, yeah. What, uh, what are what are the ninja's capabilities? Uh, someone someone in the forum said that that's no contest because you just have to duck, and the ninja can't hit you, and will possibly kill one of his own team. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So probably Akira uh, would win. I mean, if if we'd actually shown that fight, it probably would have been the ninja just for comedy. But yeah, uh, and I know that Virtua Fighter's gotten better, but that's classic Virtua Fighter, all pixely and weird looking. Or, yeah. Uh, uh, not pixely, polygony. Yeah, I always like that. Like, because there's the there's the series of Saturn games. Yeah, there's Virtual Fighter and like Virtual Cop. Yeah, and a bunch of they're all sort of done in the same style. Yeah, where it was like, wow, 3D. I know. This is so much better than Star Fox, which is the other 3D game. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, we did up all the posters, went and got them printed, which I think really helped. Uh, it was really really nice to get and actual physical props like that. I and, believe uh, the, you're, you're going to either you have yeah, them, we, or you're going to put the posters up on the blog. Hopefully by the time you hear this, the posters will be up on the blog for you to take a look at. Because, um, yeah. Be, oh, they, yeah, and, they, and Sector's little <laughs> now taking booking. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they really merit closer look. I, I was pretty happy with how those turned out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I, I was really using the fact that I uh, looked haggard and gross that day because it was really fucking hot to mm. pretend like it was... Acting, mm-hmm. <laughs> method acting. Helpful. Yeah, exactly. Like, wait, if I actually am haggard and gross, yeah. And uh, yeah, I like uh, that Paul is like the public face of this organization or whatever. You know, he's obviously the guy going out like working with sponsors and stuff because he's got the glasses and the jacket yeah, yeah. and everything. And I'm like, I'm sort of like the, I'm like the president or whatever of this promotion. And I'm like, fucking. Uh, I'm so cool that I wear glasses indoors, sunglasses indoors. Exactly. So, yeah, I thought it went really well. Uh, unskippable this past week was Jumper, Griffin's uh, story. Yeah. This this one was one that was actually, uh, at least for me, I know it was sort of marginal because it was done with the uh, uh, the stills, like the, mm-hmm. the cop-out still way, which we've done we've done uh, cutscenes that had parts that were done that way, but I don't think we've done ones that are qu- were that quite are fully like that no. and that, that are quite so stark as this one that they, yeah. they didn't even bother like not it's not even like uh stills with like cool effects on them it's just literally concept art mm-hmm. well <laughs> they did they did they did some neat like like you know teleporting and yeah depth yes. of field and stuff but yeah it's it, it was just... and uh it's just i i always you know it's this the standard thing in these kind of games where it's like they come up with an awesome idea like you know guys can teleport and there's so many awesome things you could do with that. It's like, holy crap, teleporting. Like, that just changes the entire dynamic of a game unless you actually want to make the most boring game possible, in which case it doesn't. Yeah. Like, you're walking through this, like, you're in this, uh, the, like, Coliseum area in the first section. And it's like, I'm going towards to kill this boss guy. All right. Oh, no, the door slammed. I guess I'm going to have to fight all these guys. Or, you know, I could just teleport on the other side of the door. Because I can teleport. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only time the tele... Like, the... the Well, okay, I mean, I guess you sort of... You basically attack 
Yeah, like the attacking is actually the way that the attacking works is cool. legitimately kind of cool. And occasionally, you will just randomly trigger a thing where you grab the guy and teleport away, and then it plays a pre-rendered cutscene where you teleport in to somewhere. Like some like random falling into the Grand Canyon or the top of Mount Everest, and then let go and teleport away and just leave the guy there falling, falling to his death or leaving him there to to freeze. Basically, dick cam. Yeah, no kidding. Asshole cam. Yeah, (laughs) but the game itself, like from gameplay and especially a graphic standpoint, like PlayStation Two, it is bad. Yeah, Yeah. I I haven't actually seen like the movies or anything, but uh, I would hope. I didn't. I know they didn't actually get reviewed very well, but I would hope they would be at least a little better. The general the consensus book, the book from is the, actually not that bad. The general consensus from the forums is like, book is not bad, movie was pretty terrible, the game is utter crap. Yeah, the uh, the like the, I and I've, I've seen the diminishing return. Yeah, I've seen the whole stills as cutting thing work pretty well, but did not pull it off in this one. Yeah. So, all right. Enn. Enn was uh, global warning. Global right. Warning, which Jaron Paul wrote. Yep. Global Warning. So the the title, Global Warning, <laughs> uh, that was just like uh, that, that seems like such a cliche title for a thing. Uh, among other things, it was the name of the uh, art sculpture, in, art, art sculpture from Eyewitness Accounts. Yeah. Global but, Warning, because that guy is the kind of person who would use a cliche title, but. But uh, yeah, this was written on a Friday morning while Paul and I were sitting around. And uh, actually, I'd, I, I think I'd written the first part of this, like up until it cut from the weather report by myself before we started. Mm. The weather report bit yeah, that we yeah. started with, I had written ahead of time. Um, and uh, the, the, the purpose of that was I wanted, um, basically looking at the, at the news, um, there were a whole bunch of reports of companies losing money and having diminished profits. And I was like, hey, uh, another weather report would be good yeah. for this. But um, so I wanted it to be another weather report, but I wanted to do something a little different so that it, it cut away from the weather report. So uh, weather report, so it wasn't exactly the same because I, I had this fear we would run out of weather puns. Um, and Which, well, in, in well, hindsight, probably was a, a misplaced fear. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah. So we got to do um, the weather report stuff, and then have another story, which was great because we got to do all the graphics for a weather report, and then uh, all the graphics for a normal feature story. So it was like twice the graphics for half the price. <laughs> Uh, the yeah, I I actually really like the way uh, this sort of all came together. With the this is one of the only ENN videos that actually has all four members of the mm-hmm. sort of regular writing cast, just because like Kathleen throws to me and I throw it to Jer. Yeah, so it's sort of a my uh, my absolute favorite part of this entire episode actually is when uh, Kathleen says chilling, and then you just sort of come in in split screen unasked for to correct her. Uh, right. And then go away again. The implication being that somehow I actually can come in whenever I want. Control, I control the split screen. Yes, <laughs> uh, that could be bad. Just like coming in and commenting. But yes, I this gave me the opportunity to redo the weather report graphics, so they are now blue. Yeah. Um, but I will have to redo them again next time because so they're more like readable. Well, it's not readable. It's but. not. It's not a question of readability. It's just when you look at it, your eye is drawn to the water in the yeah. on the when world meant, map. When I. Sim- Instead, you automatic people automatically are so used to having blue be the water that you immediately think that anything other than blue is not water. Like anything yeah, other than other than blue, it is. creates a weird negative space thing in your head. It's yeah. like what? What? Oh, that's so. Those will need to be fixed next time. But yeah. 
Uh, what were the actual anchor stories in this one? I um, can't remember. I'm trying to remember what what actually made it in for that. Because we just recorded two episodes worth, so I'm completely turned around. Um, well, I'm sure they were hilarious, whatever they were. Yes. Uh, oh, Carmine. Clayton Carmine. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Clayton Carmine. Carmine live or die. Yep. Did we uh, send in the rejected this week? That was up to you. I didn't, did I? Whoopsies. Yep. All we'll, right. We'll get that you up. You may there. be seeing rejected in the future. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, again, I am I'm editing most of ENN at this point. Graham is supervisory editing it. Yay. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, it is Graham's <laughs> job to come in and actually upload it properly. Yes. <sighs> Sigh. Uh, Sorry. All right. So that's it. I guess. Yeah. Let's yeah. do some Astler. Astler. Move on to which was uh, skipped last week. So. Oh, it was skipped last week. Yeah. 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 So I can safely say that this is the first question. What is the next movie you plan to see? Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that's probably pretty. Also, cool. The Expendables because they come out the same day. Well, or wanna, or later tonight. Star Slammer. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there are other. There's still some movie that I still want to see. Despicable Me. Yeah, I, I can't really see that too. Middlemen came out, but I don't think it's actually playing anywhere in the city, mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunate because it looks kind of fun. Mm. The other guys. The other guys. Which is actually supposed to be quite funny, actually. Well, I'm hit or miss. I don't really care about seeing that one. It's directed so by the same guy who did Anchorman and Talladega Nights. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm it's sure, apparently like over I'm, there in the same area. I'm sure it's, yeah, yeah. it would be a I'll probably end up seeing it. So. Yeah, so, I'm, uh, I'm very, it's actually very funny. I'm very uh, saddened that there are so many people. Who I think are hilarious and awesome in Dinner for Schmucks, and I have zero interest in seeing that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's good. Who knows? It, uh, directed by the guy who directed Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers, it, that style of comedy, no. Mm. I can't handle it. I don't like it. Anyway, sorry. Next question. If given sufficient funds to do so, would you move Loading Ready Run down to California? Uh, if, I wouldn't. If go. we had sufficient <laughs> funds, that would be a good reason for us not, not to, go to go to California. California. Yeah, we'd spend it on other more interesting things. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, if we had sufficient funds, we'd be like, "Hey, we want to meet with you guys. We'll fly you, fly you up." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody <laughs> off in the south of Greece or something. I think the Lonely Ready Run had to move to the states for like business purposes. We could probably think of better places than what the Decemberists described as the ocean's garbled vomit pond shore. <laughs> Well, yeah. I suppose it's a loss I would be much more inclined. Well, I wouldn't to live in LA. No. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if we're done in California, I wouldn't mind living in San Francisco. San Francisco would be fine. Uh, or, but like, or if we were moving Seattle to the States, York, well, we're talking California. But, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll place close enough like, to if, the. If we're talking the States, we could fairly easily move to Seattle without too much pro- like without too much culture shock. I However, think. that takes but, more than just money because mm. it's all the immigration stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, that actually gets fixed with money too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> what is your you favorite enough? marsupial? Ooh, wombat is fun to say. Wombat yeah. is fun is to say. Yeah. Is, is a platypus technically a marsupial? No, no, no it's a monotreme. It's, yeah. oh, okay. Koalas are pretty cool. There's too. only two monotremes, actually. It's the platypus Marsupial. and the echidna. Isn't yeah. uh, red pandas marsupial? Right? I believe yes, it is. Are. Okay, yes. red pandas red then for sure. Red pandas are super cute. Yeah. I still like the wombat. It's just, it's like bucket and duck and spoon. Yeah. Wombat, is, wombat, in terms of hilarity, wombat. I think wombat definitely wins. Yeah. Because it has, it, it, not only does it just have a nice sound, but at the beginning it's like, wah. What sound does a giraffe Great. make? Sounds <laughs> a dying giraffe making. Yeah. Could we get an update on the status of DVDs, both the upcoming season five and the re-release of previous seasons? No, you cannot. I think I since that question was asked, we have released. We have released because this was August. This is 
almost exactly a year yeah. ago, August fifth. So they're the working on it. Hustle DVD is so close to being done. Hustle DVD is close. Yeah, we are very very we'll season it, five. We intend to have it for packs. Yeah, we're very hopeful that it will be out for packs. Yeah. All right. Does Paul or any of the crew, for that matter, actually use Linux? No, I've nope. never ever used Linux. On I, I use I use Linux when I uh, Ashton's when visiting. Do you yeah, Ashton, you use all Linux. the freaking time. Uh, yeah, there yeah. we go. Really, actually, what? Yeah, really. What actually. version all of right. Linux? It's like ninety percent of my work. Are you Linux or Red Hat or? Oh, you mean what, like my uh, what, what type for servers for work? I use Linux for my actual computer at home and uh, laptops. I use uh, Windows mainly, Windows Seven. Oh. And uh, I, I'll play around with Ubuntu and stuff as desktop environments, but I mean, I, I need I need things like Photoshop. I use Linux yes. in, the, in the sense that I administrate the Loading Rain Run server, and Loading Rain Run server runs on Linux because basically every web server runs Linux yeah. because it's good at that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I ran Linux actually as my desktop OS uh, in university. I experimented with it in university. <laughs> uh, but it didn't but it didn't take. I was running at the time I was running Mandrake in it. I just yeah. Like I, as Ashton said, I I like my computer to lord get out of my way as much as possible. And uh, I don't enjoy actually debugging my computer. So nice. Agreed. All right. Uh, I, I truly hope this dude has not been waiting around for a year for this answer. Oh, dear Doctor, no, just, just dear Doctor Kathleen, if I had to learn to cook one simple three course meal to impress a girl, what should it be? <laughs> so now I feel bad if he's like, uh, "Come on, man, I want to impress this girl." I, Still well, waiting. it depends on the girl. You need to come but, closer, speak up. I think it depends on the girl, but if you want to for sure impress a girl, uh, you probably can't go wrong with a traditional. Fettuccine Alfredo made with a real Alfredo sauce. And mm. I will tell you the recipe. And it's vegetarian or it cannot be vegetarian depending on the girl. So, uh, course one would be a nice salad which you toss together, which could basically be a salad mix and uh, some other things or whatever you like. Maybe a good one could be uh, this zucchini salad I make, which is really delicious and really simple. Is this, you're doing a. a Recipes on your blog for a while. Is I that, was. Are you? Is are any of these recipes up there? No. Oh. None of these recipes are on my blog. Uh, so you take some fresh zucchini and you slice it extremely thin, like as thin as you can slice it with a knife. If you have a mandolin, that's even better. A uh, uh, peeler will work too. A vegetable peeler. If you cut it in half first. Like I really I should I should uh, preface what she's saying with I dislike zucchini and this salad is delicious. So you take a zucchini and you cut it as thin as you can. Then you take. Uh, a little bit of onion, and I'm talking like maybe at maybe two tablespoons of like thin slices of like a red onion, and you cut that up and you mix that in there, and then you add uh, let's say a quarter cup of toasted pine nuts, which you can buy pine nuts and then just broil them in the oven for like two or three minutes, and they'll toast up nicely. You toss all that together. You add a generous amount of salt and pepper, a about a quarter cup of chiffonaded basil leaves, which is just taking fresh basil and like slicing it very thinly, and then uh, a tablespoon of olive oil. And you toss all that together, and you coat all the zucchini, and then you crumble some goat cheese over top. So there's your salad. It the pine nuts and goat cheese are critical, yes. but the whole thing is delicious. They all It all goes together very well. For your pasta, if you want to make real, actual fettuccine alfredo, do not panic when you hear this recipe. Take one cup of heavy cream or whipping cream, 
and a half a cup of butter. Mix that together in a saucepan and heat through. Do not burn it. Uh, that is literally Alfredo sauce. Then you cook your pasta to whatever, however chewy or soft you like it, and you dump in your one cup of cream and half a cup of butter, and then you slowly mix in half a cup of good fresh Parmesan cheese that you have just grated. It will turn very sticky and very creamy as it cooks together in the pot. It's amazing and delicious. It is the only way to make fettuccine alfredo properly. When then you do that, and then for dessert, what you could do is you could, uh, what's a good dessert? Oh, get a pie crust. Get a two package, uh, get a two pack of pie crusts, like out of your freezer. Don't buy it. There's two kinds of pie crusts, frozen pie crusts you can usually buy. One is made with lard, one is made with vegetable shortening. I suggest you get the vegetable shortening ones. And then you cut up uh, four fresh peaches into slices, to, or you can use canned, but fresh is better. And you mix them in there, and then you uh, throw in uh, some other, and then then you throw in some blueberry jam. Or raspberry jam. Or raspberry jam. Like the E.D. Smith stuff that has more fruit and less sugar. Yeah. So, okay, uh, let, me, let me back that up. So, put a pie crust down. Put one of your pie crusts down. Cover the bottom generously in blueberry or raspberry jam. Throw in your peach slices. No sugar. Don't add anything else because the jam's got tons of sugar. Put a lid. Make a lid and put the other pie crust on top. Then bake it at 350 for about 45 minutes to an hour. Once it's all crispy and golden and brown, it looks like a pie. Then bring it out and let that cool while you're eating your pasta and your salad for dinner. Guarantee you, any those so are the 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 pie is just the is jam is, and fruit. Jam and fruit. It, there's no actual like any other kind of custardy to stuff in it. No, hmm. the, it's uh, really tasty. Yeah, what happens is so it's the, like a jam pie. Uh no, there it's mo- It's like uh, when I say a good amount of jam, I'm talking like maybe half a cup down to the bottom. And the jam, being already sort of thickened, will cook together and, like, totally get incorporated into all the peaches and all the juice will come into the peaches. And as it cools and solidifies, you will get, like, this peachy raspberry or peachy blueberry goo that will all congeal together because of the pectin in the jam. Cool. So it actually works really well, and it's super easy to do. Mm. So all these things are very you, simple. You should start up your recipe blog again. I should. You have lots of good recipes. should... Yeah, so uh, if you can share that, them with the world. You can impress any girl because all those three things will take you less than 15 minutes to do. The pasta <laughs> will take you a little longer because you've got to boil the pasta. But aside from that, they're all extremely simple. They're all three steps. And and I'd suggest for a really good, impressive dinner, get a nice bottle of white wine. Yeah, this is a white wine dinner because it is, a, is, it, is an Alfredo pasta. If you are not dating a girl who's a vegetarian or she really likes meat, you can easily mix in some uh, lovely spot prawns or something like mm-hmm. that in with that. Good, good, uh, simple white wines, probably, well, Chenin is always really good. If you like a sweet one, a Gewürztraminer, um, or a Pinot, Pinot's always go with anything, a Pinot Blanc. I, I would, would avoid a, a Pinot over a Yeah, it's, it's more of a dessert sweet. wine, yeah. Pinot is good, and most people like it. I would avoid <laughs> Cabernet Sauvignon and stuff like that if you don't know the person. Or Chardonnay, because a lot of people find don't it like dry. Chardonnay. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Lots of good info there. All right. That was quite long. Man, let us know how it goes. If you haven't, uh, <laughs> if you haven't actually, you know, done the dinner thing yet. That was secret Asi- Asian man. With secret Asian man. So that was a great. That's an awesome. Asian name. Man. If you could have anything for a pet, what would it be? A what? golden retriever puppy. Do we moose? Is, 
is that we could have anything and that thing acts like a pet, or do we just own that? A baby uh, elephant? Well, uh, let's just assume that anything you buy will act like a pet. Okay, because you can be like, Moose, you're my pet now. And the Moose is just oh, like, no, I'm walking over this way. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Moose. Moose is like, hey, guess what? I'm it's like, I, I have the leash on you. And Moose is like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm walking this way. <laughs> I weigh 500 times more than you. All right. Uh, Next. There's actually, there's a great Paul F. Tompkins thing about how they should, uh, well, they've been genetically saying that they've been genetically engineering uh, crops and things to get bigger, but they should work on making animals smaller so they're cuter it makes like like a tiny bear like a like a house bear like <laughs> the north american house hippo you could have a you could have as a pet yeah it'd be awesome house bear yeah it would be awesome it would be like a puppy or a cat or something but it would be a bear i, like I support that idea anybody else duck <laughs> a right. duck goose uh would you have like a little pond in your house for to cool. hang out in like a little bird bath I'm going to stick with Red Panda. Mm, Red Panda? Oh, man. That, oh, Red Panda would be so cute. That video of the, like, the just, like, red girl with a red panda in her house, like, playing with it is very cute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, belt or braces? Belt. Belt? Belt. Braces right. is British term for suspenders. Yeah. Suspenders. Right, yeah. right, left hook or uppercut? Uppercut. Uppercut, yeah. Uppercut looks way cooler. Yeah. Male, male or are female. We, are we sure that I would rather be hit with a right, left, <laughs> like a right hook or a left hook, actually? Than an uppercut? Yes. But that's not what the question is. Well, uppercut is like... Uh, well, it's, it's just either or. It doesn't specify. Yeah. So if it's a matter of getting hit by one, I'll a, take the left hook. All right. Well, then there you go. It seemed, it what seems if like, he's a lefty, though? Most people are righties, so I'm going to take my chance. Yeah, I'm take your chances. The dice here. That, that's fair. Maybe, yeah. maybe you guys uh, who watch like UFC more, but is it just like the uppercut is not actually like used in normal combat? Not in not in UFC. In boxing, it is. Yeah. Is it? But yeah, the like, uppercut in boxing seems, is very. It actually is used. Oh, yeah. that often? Okay, like it seems like one of those moves that is more like a you know used more in like fighting games to get the right amount of of things. to get the right amount of strength out of it you'd have to be too close for you like in UFC right, right. you'd be too close and they'd like but, do something evil to you also if if you're standing like above a pit of spikes on a bridge or something like that it's the true. uppercut will yeah. Yeah. An uppercut his uppercut was awesome in Mortal Kombat yeah. yeah i was all up and over the uppercut male or female for what which would you want to be uh, <laughs> is that really the question yeah I'm pretty happy with me. I'm cool with what I am. I say we're all probably going to stick with what we are. What instrument would you be and why? B. Ooh. What instrument would you be? An instrument of mass destruction. <laughs> cello is pretty good. Cello. I'm Bobo. A sousaphone. The instrument of your demise. Or a Mar- marimba. It's impossible. To, it's possible to play sad music on a marimba. That's true. <laughs> it really is. It's like a, a dirge on a marimba. Like it's still like be like happy drum. and festive. Steel yeah, exactly. It's sort of like a banjo. I think Steve Martin does a thing about that. Have you ever heard? If I was a sousaphone, <laughs> if I was a sousaphone, I just follow people around all the time, going. It'd be nice to be a trombone so that you could do the sad trombone noise whenever anything goes wrong. You can do that with a sousaphone too. True. All right. This is a sweet question. Really? I don't know. It's really weird. (laughs) You get a call from a lab one day asking if you would like to assist them in an experiment they are conducting. Uh While you you were not told what the experiment is, they assure you that no harm will be done to you and you agree. Upon arrival, you were led by a man in a white coat to a mostly empty white room, and you were told to wait there until they come to retrieve you. (laughs) 
They tell you that you won't be watched or observed. On the table, there are very are three. Wait, on the table, there are very various children toys. What do you do while you wait? Um. <laughs> Probably take out my phone. But, well, start playing with my iPhone. Probably, yeah. yeah appar- apparently, in and the, see if you get reception. Par- apparently, in the context of this, we're kind of stupid in that we agreed to that. Yeah, so, yeah. Wait, so you're wait. not going to play with the kids' toys. Uh, well, no. If, wait, there's no, some what? kids' toys that are super awesome that I would totally play okay. with. Is there a Lego? It doesn't say. Like, there what are children's toys. Various children's toys. There are a couple Lego. of things to know in relation to the conduction of and what is apparently a psychological experiment. We yeah. don't know that for sure, but it looks like it probably is. The first. Is that in order to have it, like, if they, let, let's assume this is going on in the university, yeah. but the first is that it's been run by an ethics board, so they can't actually do anything really traumatizing to you. Except we, this is just but somebody randomly phoned you and told you to do yes. <laughs> There's part, a lot of things we don't know. True. Part two of that is that uh, they are under no obligation to tell you the truth until after the experiment is I different. would tell them to shove the flying car up their ass. The, uh, the my I, I just remember uh, my favorite. There's a there's this like Fisher Price toy. I think it's, it's probably still around. That's um, gears. It's like a board with a bunch of pegs in it. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, a bunch awesome. of plastic gears. That's awesome. And one of my friends like had, his little sister had one, and we were like over there for like a sleepover. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> like, dum, 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 dum. And then I turned it, and then all the gears go. This is awesome. They're the fairly large like plastic ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. It's like if they had one of those, I would totally just start playing with it. To, to be fair, I would probably make a gigantic Lego base. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if Lego's Lego there, then Lego. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I might start looking. He didn't at say not to. Trying to yep. figure out how I could make my own better. Yeah. All right. Has anyone on the crew done the hustle? Nothing if not, so. like, like the actual, like I guess the dance. actual we, dance. We have sung the, the we have sung the theme, but I don't even know what the, what the actual is, dance move is. Yeah, I don't think I know either, really. So let's just say no. No, I may have inadvertently Only by done accident. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. If Floating Ready Run were to start their own comic book publishing company, which types of books would you put out? Stored in a sorcery style fantasy, cyberpunk, steampunk. Sci-fi, superhero, real world awesome. drama, comedy. Yes, all of that. Probably sure. not drama. All right, probably not. Drama comic books are kind of lame. Yeah. What did you think of Dance Flick? I don't know what Dance. Flick oh, that that was the uh, that was the uh, movie parody movie that actually didn't look total shit. I never. Okay. Saw it was the recent um, uh, Abrams one. Oh, those idiots are back doing the vampire oh, one, aren't they? No, it's yeah. a, Setzer and Freeberg are doing a movie called Vampires Suck. Yeah. Uh, did any of the rest of you see Let the Right One In? No, no, no. really good. Vampire. Don't watch the remake. Yeah. Really good vampire I've heard movie. That, yeah. I, I, I don't think it. any of us saw the dance movie one. No, but the the trailer was like, oh, you know that might not totally be. Is that the same? We did like the superhero one. Yeah, it's not Setzer and Freeberg. Right, it's right. It's the other Zucker and Abrams. Yeah, so they're old school. Yeah, yeah. Still not great, but no better. Significantly right. better. Could Actually, be I could be wrong about it being Zucker and Abrams, but it's not Setzer and Freeberg. That's the important part. Right. Yeah. Which it's one important. is this? Dance, Dance Flick. Flick. Ah, yes. All right, a couple more here. What is the worst experience you can remember involving pets? Matt just got slashed like by my pets. <laughs> <laughs> Getting slashed on a near weekly basis by Kathleen's cat. Oh, you ate them on. Yeah. Them, it should it should be referenced that Matt is the only person who gets attacked by Kathleen's because cat because he pisses them off. When I was very young, like four years old, I was absolutely petrified, afraid of our cat Phoebe. And one night, I uh, I took my sleeping bag and slept on the floor because it was a new sleeping bag, and I wanted to try it out. And the cat came in the room and walked over my feet. What a bitch. <laughs> it was terrifying. 
She wasn't a bitch, Matt James. She was a cat. <laughs> my, uh, my one of my one of my friends had a cat that was just legit, legitimately just an angry cat. So like every day he would come to school with like slashes on his hands and stuff. <laughs> and so when it, I would like go over to his place, and it was one of those things where it's like the cat like looks at you and you try to like look away. So it's like no, no, I'm not challenging you. I'm not challenging you. <laughs> I'm just looking away. <laughs> look, oh yes, yes, you are you are the master cat. You don't have to attack anybody. So that cat freaked me out. Uh pets that i've had which is one uh when i was really really young i was like hey it's a kitty i'm pull its tail so pull its tail and it hissed at me and i never pulled its tail again because it scared the shit out of me (laughs) it it did its Uh, job well yeah other people's cats i used to know someone who had a great dane which when she stood on her hind legs was as tall as me oh wow and that thing running at you at full (laughs) tilt unleashed through a field is I filled them. Like, it's terrifying. I had a stray Doberman start growling at me and my friend once. That was pretty terrifying. That's not cool. One of my friends had a... It was was like one of these things like a German Shepherd or a Great Dane or one of like a giant dog. But it was a mutt and it was crossed with like a little teeny weeny yappy dog <laughs> and so it was a giant dog that thought it was a little teeny weeny yappy dog and so he opened the door and it was like I'm happy to see you thump, 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 thump. jump knock you over <laughs> it was a bad scene nice alright couple more uh, to round us out because I think this is a great great question to end on alright which item of silverware silverware do you find goes missing the soonest in your respective homes spoons yeah spoons, spoons. I'll agree with that Always. spoons for sure there is no spoon. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually, I always have it happen. Fork I'm, is a is I, a I close second. Fork, but no. for me, it's spoons. So I guess you spoons. For me, it's spoons because Alex and I eat. Uh, we we go downstairs. We make a bowl of cereal. We take it out of the kitchen, and it never returns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, the same thing happens. It's cereal. In our house. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I when I got my set of cutlery, I had a roughly equal number of nut, love forks and spoons, and now I seem to have twice as many forks as I used to, Wait, and no freaking spoons. Spoons are the best I, uh, instrument. You can use them for anything. My, I, I got for for Christmas. I, I asked for and I got a, a a new set of cutlery that's like super heavy cutlery that I really like. That has it has four of everything. And so now I'm like super paranoid. Like every time I do the dishes, I'm like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. So so far I've managed to keep everything. I would hope so. No, no, by yourself. Well, but to the point, like I've been like one, two, three. Where's that one? And one time I was like one, two, three. And I, like, looked all around, and then finally I found it, like, it was in the garbage. Like, I had been eating something and then, like, oh. throwing it away. And I was like, if I hadn't been checking, I would have thrown that away. Yeah, <laughs> so, fair enough. And he would never so, have found it and been, I have, and been like, thoroughly yes. confused. Like, luckily, I have a very small apartment, and I live by myself. So I really have nobody to blame. Before. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's it. That's it. We're at 40 minutes. Woo. Thank you for joining us. And hopefully next time we'll have a better main event. Ha-ha. Thank you.